on today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast. We've got a trade to announce. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 35 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Groshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Wednesday evening? I'm definitely hanging out, you know, just kind of chilling like a villain, uh, but overall doing well, a little, little stuffy today, um, you know, having some some allergy uh, reactions, I guess, for lack of a better term, don't know how else to word it, but, you know, as a whole, I'm doing well. How about you? Do you ever think about just not having allergies? You know, I... I have before, but then, like, there's no excitement in life. You don't know, you know, every day you wake up knowing you're going to be able to breathe, and I, I, okay. I'd i rather not know. Yeah, play a little risky. I get it. I get it. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm doing pretty well on this Wednesday. Uh, I got some work done today, which was fantastic, because ever since I transitioned into a new position at work, uh, haven't really had much to do. There's a lot of boring days going on. Today, the first day, I was able to really knock some work out of the park. So, uh, day went by quick. And I got to say, last week, the week before, uh, many weeks since the Christmas break, it's felt like it's dragged on. It's been such a long week every time. Except for this week. I'm thinking it's already end of Wednesday. I'm feeling fantastic. Really looking forward to these next couple of days and then into the weekend as well. It's going to be a fantastic week overall. Yeah, this is this is a very long and busy week for me. So I've I've got a lot going on. I'm super tired, of sleeping less than I normally do. So we're we're not sharing the same sentiment here. So what you're saying is tonight you're going to be gaming long and hard so that you'll have even less sleep. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to like be able to stay awake past 8 30 and then never wake up again honestly oh well i hope you do yeah that's that's like the, that's the level of exhaustion i'm currently at it's tough it just shows my support for chase hoping that he wakes yeah. up the next day uh as you can see super close super tight bond there hashtag good guy like <laughs> right all right chase well on today's episode of the bolts broadcast going to be talking about quite a few things however no Tampa Bay Lightning games because all of the games that have been played up to this point have been covered. All the games that are coming up soon, we will have an episode out before that point. So nothing, uh, I guess, specifically Tampa related. However, we are going to be talking about some news from around the league, talk about the all-star break, um, talk about a tweet in specific. We'll get into more detail on that in just a few minutes here uh, that I think is going to be super interesting to talk about. And we'll kind of look at the state of the NHL as a whole. So before we do that, Chase, you wanted to take this segment away. Yeah. So, you know, we just want to send out a quick, quick condolences to, to Bobby Hall, uh, a hockey legend at one point, you know, the first million dollar athlete. Uh, if, if you don't know, he, Left the NHL, or and I don't know if he left the NHL or if he just went to the WHA, whatever it was, but went to the WHA, they offered him a million dollars a year. Um, you know, started the trend of hockey players getting paid a little more, started, you know, the just the trend and you know, of the kind of like celebrity athlete. Him, Derek Sanderson were the two guys that were, you know, really became the first like celebrity athletes. Um, so Bobby Hall was pretty instrumental um in, in growing the game and obviously had a son, Brett Hall, who was a you know, just as good, if not better, NHL player as well. 
yeah, that you know there there were some some allegations and some some things that uh, Bobby Hall might have done, and it, it's a shame. But let's not take away from what he did on the ice, what he did for the game of hockey. So you can at least be thankful that um, you know he was involved that way. Yeah, uh, kind of unfortunate with some of the incidents that Bobby Hall is tied to. Um, however, that doesn't stop us from wishing the absolute best for the Hall family as a whole, because uh, this is a hard time for them having to go through this. So thoughts and prayers to the Hall family, but Chase, we will now move on. Talk about the NHL as a whole. It's kind of a state of the union type of thing. Um, Mark J. Burns on Twitter tweets out that the NHL's U.S. television national viewership is down 22% this season. Regular season games to date have averaged... 373,000 viewers on ESPN and TNT. Prior to the ESPN deal, it was at 478,000 on the average regular season game. So the NHL really not in a good state right now when it comes to viewership. Carlo Koliakovo had a tweet, uh, or a subtweet rather, regarding this statement. He said, I hope this is a wake-up call for change in the NHL. Fans are losing interest. There's no rivalries. They're lacking storylines. There's more buzz around talk of trades than actual trades that play out. There's poor marketing of stars, too many math equations, a horrible playoff format, and so on. So I kind of wanted to give our thoughts on where the NHL is right now. When the ESPN deal first happened, uh, Chase, you and I were excited to see what was to come because... ESPN has a ton of money. They could put a ton of assets into the NHL and really push this forward. And then our first year viewing, we saw that NHL games got relegated, excuse me, to ESPN two and uh, ESPN three or, you know, whatever it may be, they weren't being front and center on ESPN's formats. So curious to see what you think. And we can kind of just talk about the NHL as a whole here. Yeah, so you know, my my big problem is, you know, as you just mentioned, all these different networks. Um, the one you didn't mention was ESPN Plus. It's really ridiculous that you know a, a local game, um, if you wanted to watch it, it could still pop up on ESPN Plus. So you have no choice but to get ESPN Plus if you want to watch that game. Um, it's crazy that you know those local games are blacked out because of that. It's it just the the way they they kind of have a stranglehold on games for them to not even put enough of them on their you know, main like frequencies or main like on their main like streams, whatever you want to word. It's, it's a little ridiculous. And, you know, kind of going off of Carlo Koliakovo's points, um, you know, one of the things to mention was the, um, you know, the too many math equations things. And, you know, the, like the average hockey fan, they're getting more intelligent when it comes to the analytics of the game and, you know, how it's broken down a bit more, which, which is cool. But at the same time, it kind of, adds on to the exclusivity of what hockey has been for such a long time as, you know, there's a, a lot of poorer um, people like they, it's hockey is, you know, very expensive the people that are from those inner cities where there's, you know, they don't have access to the funds and there's maybe not ice rinks in the area. So like, you know, those people that are in the less fortunate situations, they, they don't get those opportunities to, to get hot to, you know, play hockey. So it's harder for them to get into it as a fandom. Um, so like, you know, that's already the exclusive exclusivity there. And the exclusivity of all these crazy numbers of someone, all right, I'm starting to become a fan. It's like, oh, well, here's expected goals for, and, and here's GSB, you know, all, all these all these figures, and it, it's a little overwhelming for them. So 
I, I can understand what Koliak uh, was saying. It's good for, you know, the for the more interested fans to understand that stuff. It can, you know, can add to the sport. But, like, really, it, it is just kind of, you know, it, it's fine. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a, like, it's just, it's just fine. The NHL product's just fine. I'm a, I'm a huge hockey fan. You know, I want to work in hockey the rest of my life. And I don't watch as many NHL games as, as I used to. It, it's, you know, through the year even, just like through the season, it's gotten less and less and less, less than in previous years just because it, I just I just don't want to watch it much. It's, it's difficult, you know, it's a hassle watching some games. It's just like the, the broadcasters could be better. There's just, you know, the, the big games like the Winter Classic, I legitimately forgot there was be, one being played this year until it got like close to it. Like, like all this stuff just adds up. And it, it just, it really is a shame that the NHL, goes to such a big network like ESPN and then does such a piss poor job marketing to sees the viewership numbers going down. It's just, it's not really, it's just not a great like sign, not a great trend. For sure. And uh, I think that we can hit this uh, from both aspects because Chase, he's a guy who uh, is already in the hockey world behind the books, really looking at the numbers being on the more analytical side versus me being someone who uh, went to school for journalism and kind of wants those big storylines. Well, Carlo Koliakovo talked about both. I mean, what was one of the best parts of the week growing up? It was the Wednesday night rivalries on NBCSN. You would see the commercials of Crosby versus Ovechkin. That was so fun. That made me want to watch the games. Now I kind of don't even know who rivals are. Like, I know who they are when it comes to Florida versus Tampa. Obviously, that makes sense. But without the NHL actually pushing rivalry storylines, how am I supposed to know? Also, doing poor marketing of stars, I feel like you might have the easiest marketing opportunity like ever possibly imagined with Alex Ovechkin going for Wayne Gretzky's record. Now, he won't hit it this year, but... This is the first time we've seen anyone this close and uh, really have that chance to break an all-time record that no one thought would ever be broken. How are you not marketing that better? Like, Alex Ovechkin is less than 90 goals away from breaking Wayne Gretzky's record. He's already the best goal scorer of all time when you just take a look at, um, you know, impact and how he would have played back when Wayne Gretzky played. It's such an easy thing to do but they're dropping the ball and then lacking storylines. I mean, I, I think the most interesting storyline that I can think of right now is just kind of the Bo Horvat trade because it just happened and I'm curious what's going to come of it. But other than that, no storylines are really coming to my head. And, and you know, here, here's the thing with hockey players and it's great for, you know, building a team. It's great for within the organization, having, you know, a lot of star players, you you don't really move up too far in, in the hockey world if you're if you're a star player if you're not also you know kind of well grounded and you're not really outspoken at any of those types of things because like it just it's not wanted in 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 hockey and you know everyone plays in a similar position where it's not like you know in football where you know quarterback and wide receiver and tight end and defensive line and linebacker they're all so different where hockey like yeah the, you know goalie is a goalie but like everything else is just so similar you rotate it and back and forth so like it's you know the, the, if you just try to be someone that sticks out because of your you know just crazy personality you're just gonna get kind of pushed aside for other people so you kind of get like a monotonous just just tone out of the nhl and 
again, as I mentioned, it's great for organizations, but for growing the sport, it's not as great. You have someone like Alexander Vestrin, as you mentioned, who's a little more eccentric, but he still, you know, speaks Russian, isn't like completely just like a dominant English speaker. So that makes things a little bit harder. Uh, Connor McDavid, he plays up in Canada and he's got, you know, as little personality as somebody can, to be honest, he just doesn't really have anything going on um, when, you, when you look in terms of the media. And then you got a kid coming up right now, Connor Bedard, who is shattering all these numbers at these international events for kids. Um, like, I mean, like, like not for kids, but, you know, all these like international events Like as a kid, he's just basically dominating and he's going to be the first overall pick. And like, that's not even be talked about enough. Like I, I was going to talk about it later in the show and I'll, I'll just bring it up now. Uh, Connor Bedard, you know, he, everyone recognizes how big he is in the WHL because, you know, in, in Canada, they're, they're big hockey fans. So every arena he's playing in right now, all these games are selling out because all these people want a chance to see Connor Bedard before he steps into the NHL. They want to see him dominate at this WHL level before he steps up and dominates the NHL level. And, like, they just sold out the, the Scotiabank Saddle, though, which seats 19,000 for his game against the Calgary Hitman. Like, these types of things aren't talked about. And, and like the NHL broadcast, they should be because this guy's the future of hockey is the future of the sport. Like, it, it, it's something that's go horribly wrong for him not to be. And you're just choosing to kind of ignore that narrative, ignore that easy opportunity to talk about the next best thing. You know, it, it's like, it's like when Zion Williamson, you know, was, was coming to the NBA. I, everyone was like, it didn't work out very well. He's still a good player, but you know, he didn't become what he was thought to be. But like, you knew about this kid in high school, like, like you, you knew how deep, you know, like all the hype about him and he was on ESPN every freaking day. Like, well, why doesn't this happen with Connor Bedard? Because the, the stuff that he's doing on the ice is just incredible. It, it, it's absurd that a 17 year old is doing this. It's absurd. You know how smart he is. It's absurd. The release he has on a shot, everything he does, is just crazy. And you're passing up every opportunity to promote this guy before he jumps into the league when you could get, you know, well, you could get fans who aren't NHL fans right now, just get attached to this young kid who's getting all the spotlight and want to root for him before he's even in the NHL. So once he does get to the NHL and they start team dominating, maybe they get pulled in a little more as a fan. Like it, it just, it's, it's really disappointing as a whole to kind of see it done this way. Yeah. And I think you make a great point there. Also kind of debunking the first part of that. Um, talking about how hockey players generally don't have fantastic um, personalities Use what they're doing on the ice. Like, there is so much happening out there. Like I said, with Ovechkin's goals, Connor Bedard just doing unreal things right now in the WHL. There's so many players that are doing fantastic things on the ice, and that's where we see their true personality. So start advertising that more. And, like, I think that if anyone within the NHL um, specifically or ESPN are afraid to market the NHL because of the lack of personality, they're just not doing a good job. I mean, just plain and simple because there is so much that you can still find without a straight up interview. There's still so much content that could be made around specific players, even if it's not a specific interview. So I think that there needs to be a, a lot much or uh, much more being done by ESPN and the NHL specifically You've got younger kids that actually do show some personality. Have fun with that as well. Uh, right now, I'm just not interested. Look back in 2016, 2017, when the Battle of Alberta was going, like I wanted to tune in to every single game because the last time there was some dirty hits and some fights. So the next time I watched the game, I'm like, 
there might be a line brawl. Let me see. Let me actually pay attention to the games. But instead of marketing what happened in the previous games or what's happening tonight, we're just going to kind of leave it be and say, well, you know, maybe maybe someone will come in and give us a little spark. Yeah, it's really just what this comes down to. It's just it's just disappointing that yeah, you know, there's so many ways you can go about this and really grow the sport, and they're just kind of choosing to stay put. That's what's disappointing. It really is. So I don't know what it'll take to change. Uh, I'm hoping that some change can come out of it, but as of right now, it doesn't seem like that's a priority for ESPN. It doesn't even really seem to be a priority for the NHL. I feel like, uh, and we'll talk about Gary Batman because he hit a new milestone. We'll talk about that after the commercial break. But as of right now, the leadership of the NHL doesn't seem interested in kind of growing their fan base. I know they talk about growing the game, but it seems like they're more doing it for the prospects of future hockey players rather than future hockey viewers. So it's kind of sad right now, but with that being said, we're going to go to a quick commercial break on the other side of the commercial break, talking about a news from around the league, including Gary Bettman's big milestone. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I'm going for the same game parlay of ball so hard. LaMelo Ball, 20-plus points, 6-plus rebounds, 7-plus assists, 4-plus made threes in today's game against the Miami Heat. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of of a big change if it's something you use every day. Like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. I'm trying to be healthier with a daily walk during my lunch break. The best part about it? Using my Raycon earbuds so I can get away from the work scene and just hop into my workout. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon's start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than what you would with some of the other guys. 
Even if you know you'll love Raycon as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guaranteed. My favorite part about Raycons are the noise isolation, awareness modes, and their crystal clear call quality. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Shout out to our friends over at Raycon and DraftKings. Thanks much for sponsoring the show. Well, Chase, my bets with DraftKings did not hit since the last episode, and uh, I think you and I can both say this is the least enticing Super Bowl we could ever ask for. Yeah, it it, it really is. The only the only thing that's like got me interested at this point is like what what I could eventually win. You know, like I'll be betting on the game, and really that's that's about it in terms of the teams being played. It's just yeah, it's. It's two good teams. It's two of the teams that, you know, you would expect to be at this point. But it's not like it was a crazy storyline. Yeah, Jalen Hurts had a nice season. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is playing hurt. But, like, that's it. You know, I'd rather see a team that, actually, like the Bengals, who, you know, they had a bright future, but you didn't expect them to come out and, you know, play as well as they did. Like, that, that was fun to root for. I, I, I wish the 49ers could have sneaked in because then, you know, could have had the, the fourth-string quarterback. Or if Brock Purdy stayed healthy, you could have had Brock Purdy and, you know, go, it, it, it just it would have been more fun, but instead, you know, we get what well, should it should still be a good game. It's just less, less intrigue to it for me. Yeah, and unfortunately, the biggest storyline coming out of the conference championships wasn't about the Eagles Chiefs going head to head in Arizona, but rather the poor officiating that took place in both games. So don't really want to get into that because I hate blaming officials, but as a Bengals fan, it was a harder game to watch, that's for sure. Um, regardless, Chase, we'll move yeah. on now. Let's talk about the All-Star break. It's coming up this weekend. Um, last year, I didn't watch anything that had to do with the All-Star break. Uh, the All-Star skills competition always interests me at you know some point, but depending when it is on and what I'm doing, uh, that'll you know take precedence probably. So... Uh, not sure if I'll be tuning in at all. Do you have any hopes for this All Star break? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, if if I'm available, if I got nothing going on, I'll tune it in. And I I got some, you know, some plans this weekend that I gotta take care of some some you know pre existing, um, the hell's we're looking for commitments. I don't know. I don't know. You, you know what I'm saying? But we'll, we'll see if I got time to flip it on. Maybe I will. But it's not something I'm just dying to watch because you know it's it, it's it's just. It's it's nothing crazy. I, I just like it's fine. You know, maybe maybe something will be cool. Um, that will kind of be a, a quick little highlight for three days, and that's it. Like that's really all it ever is. Here's a question for you: um, Is it NHL specific, or do you find yourself just not really interested in any of the All Star, whether it be All Star breaks, Pro Bowls, uh, home run derbies, anything like that? I mean, dunk competitions are cool. Um, I don't like sit there and watch them, but I'll watch some highlights. I do like home run derbies just because it's it's cool seeing how, how far they can hammer them. 
And that's really about it. Pro Bowl, I don't watch anything. NHL All-Star Game, you know, sometimes I'll watch some skill stuff, but that's, that's really about it. Yeah, I got to say that it seems like all of the games suck. No one wants to watch them. But when it comes to um, the skills competition or even the Pro Bowl competitions, I'll tune in every now and then. Home Run Derby, Slam Dunk competition. Those are fun because you get to see just pure athleticism on the field, but none of the games matter. None of the players take it seriously. Why should we? A hundred percent. I'm in the same boat. And I, I get not want to take it seriously because like, you don't want to go out there to get injured playing in an all-star game, but like it, it just, it, it doesn't make it as exciting. Yeah. They got to do something like, I feel like just take it away and do something different or just leave it to the skills competitions, you know, because yeah. the games are meaningless. Yeah, that's about what I'm in. Just do something like more oriented towards that. Just keep doing things like that. Like that, that makes it more fun. Yeah, and don't have horrible Jeopardy hosts uh, talking to the players. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. There. All right. Well, let's talk about the Bo Horvat trade. The Islanders and the Canucks get a big deal done, and I know you favor one side of the deal a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely do. So the Vancouver Canucks traded Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders for Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratu, and a 2023 protected first that could roll over to 2024 if it is top 12. And good on Vancouver for moving on from a player that it just it's not the right fit for them. He, he's going to move on. They get Anthony Beauvillier, who's a rock-solid NHLer, Atu Ratu, who was a top 10-rated prospect in that draft class for me, who I think still has great upside. Um, I think he can be like a Jason Robertson where – He's not some elite skater, but he's just so talented and smart that he can he can really excel. And then a first round pick, if it ends up being this year, if it ends up outside the top twelve, that'd be great because this is a very deep first round, so they, they could get you know potentially some good value. I, I don't see how this isn't an automatic win for Vancouver, really. Yeah, that's a great start to the retool or rebuild that Vancouver's going for. Bo Horvat not really in that age group anymore uh, that Vancouver's looking for to you know continue to excel in the next couple of years. But Bo Horvat been a great player for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm sure as a Canucks fan, people are probably a little bit hurt by this, but the return is far more than I expected. Yeah, it, for me as well, I, I agree. And there's probably so many NHL GMs who are, you know, they're prepared to be buyers here at the deadline and now they're pissed because the price of everybody just went up. Like I know I would be. Yeah. I mean, you give up a good prospect, a first round pick, although, you know, it being protected, it's still a first round pick. And then also a a very solid middle six forward. Like that's fantastic value. Oh, for sure. It is. It's, it's great for Vancouver. That's, that's definitely you know, the, the changing of the regime had some questions over everything. That, that's that's something they can kind of, you know, get yourself back into good graces. So looking at the other side for the Islanders, how big of an impact does Bo Horvat make for them? Does he come in and immediately improve this forward core? Or do you think this is kind of more of a minimal upgrade from Beauvillier to Horvat? I, I mean, it's it's a better upgrade. Um, like it's, You're getting a better player. I just don't know. Um, if it's like really what you needed, I don't think he takes them over the hump and makes them some, you know, like elite team by any means, but like, like it's definitely better. I, I, I still don't think they're just, they're going to go and 
and be cup contenders. So unless they, you know, re-sign him, then I don't know if it's quite worth it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, to be fair, you and I never been the biggest Islander supporters here on the show. No, not at all. So uh, <laughs> hoping for the best for Bo Horvat, but maybe not his new team. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, no. All right, well, Gary Batman, he now hits the 30-year mark. That is a lot of years. That's that's more years than us. It's It definitely is more years than us. Um, and, you know, it, uh, good for Gary Batman. He's, you know, the, the longest reigning commissioner in all of North American sports, at least maybe elsewhere, too. Um, he's been, been at the home of the NHL for quite some time, and he has done a good job helping the league expand to new markets, help getting the, the league to 32 teams. So you got to, you know, tip your hat to him in that aspect. And the revenue and the viewership has gone up, but it's also not gone up as much as you would hope or expect with the amount of teams in. So it's a double-edged sword. He has done a much better job than a lot of other commissioners do for other leagues. But there's there's always going to be some criticism, skepticism that can be understood. But still, you got to at least give him a little bit of credit. See, I see Gary Batman kind of like a Marvin Lewis. And for those of you that aren't big football fans or um, interested in the Bengals whatsoever, you might not get this, but let me try my best to explain it. Marvin Lewis did a fantastic job to bring the Cincinnati Bengals out of just this deep, dark pit that they were in since the former owner, Paul Brown passed away. Um, the Bengals were horrible. They were bottom barrel. They were just the worst. Well, Marvin Lewis comes in. He's a coach that really helps build a culture there in Cincinnati and helps them get to multiple playoff appearances in the 2000s. I think he reached seven in his tenure with Cincinnati and five in a row. Now, that's fantastic from where they came from, but... For the Bengals to reach even bigger and better heights, they needed to find fresh blood, someone newer, someone with uh, better ideas, newer ideas that can really excel them even further than where Marvin Lewis brought them. So I think, like you said, Chase, Gary Bettman has done a fantastic job really helping the NHL move the dial. But for people to be um, a little bit negative on Gary Bettman for some of the things we wish he would do, I think is also fair. I think being there 30 years, he kind of isn't always the most up-to-date when it comes to what's the biggest and best thing to continue pushing the NHL forward. But overall, he's done a really nice job and uh, a lot better than Roger Goodell. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> that that should be an easy feat because Roger Goodell just kind of sits there, relaxes, and takes a giant paycheck. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's crazy, man. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Chase, let's now go to a hockey name of the day. A hockey name of the day. Oh, what is this? <laughs> We've got... What do you think it is? We've got Keanu Reeves? Yeah, uh, for anybody that does not know, Keanu Reeves did play some hockey growing up. Uh, he played Canadian high school back in, um, you know, the one year he has listed here is 81-82 season. Uh, you know, he, he was born in Lebanon. He moved to Canada when he was young, played some hockey, was apparently a pretty good goalie. Um, he was getting ready to start a career with the Windsor Spitfires of the OHL before he had a knee injury that kind of derailed his career. 
And then once that was done, he had to hang up the skates. He decided to go to acting school, and obviously we know who he is today. So Keanu Reeves, you know, he, he was close to maybe being a, a, a hockey player instead of an actor. So what I'm hearing is there's still a chance that we could see Reeves on the back of a jersey here soon. I mean, we can see, we see Ryan Reeves, but I don't think we're going to be seeing the 58-year-old Keanu Reeves anytime soon. Yeah, you know, I honestly think that he is probably a better actor than he could ever be a hockey player. Yeah, for, I, I, he's cream of the crop. It's, uh, he'd have to be the greatest goaltender in the history of the world. Yeah, but hey, that's, that's, that's great seeing Keanu Reeves here. I did not know that he formerly played hockey. So nice little shout-out on Hockey Name of the Day. But that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could, hit him with an outro. All right. As always, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you go to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. All right, you can follow WMP on Twitter, WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcast network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. Do not forget to support DraftKings and Raycon. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.